<coughs> what? Plug in what? The pulse roll thing. Yeah. I've got this spot on the edge of my my leg here, which was for absorbing low kicks, and it's just it it's rock hard. It's like a piece. It's like it, it feels like like a link of chain that someone's. Part of me thinks it's rock hard for a reason, though. You, you, do you yeah, know what maybe. I mean? It's like you're not a normal human it's being. It's bloody uncomfortable though. Sometimes <laughs> I tell you that. How nice is rolling out your IT band? Oh, it's horrible. So good. It's horrible. I hope these mics work. Hello, everybody. We're um, new mics. Well, new well, old mics. Is that back to the future the table? I feel like no. I'm gonna get in trouble somehow for this. No, let me good. see. Well, seems so, to have more room than usual. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Mm. Especially considering I got a new shelf put in. Check this out. We've got a toy shelf now. I gotta show you this as well. Look at Yoga Frog. Look at Beautiful. That. Isn't he wicked? I see that. I bought him the other day, and and Veronica built him, and then realised that she could put his legs in that position instead of like a normal frog position, like bent underneath. You can be doing this like mysterious like planche position. Maybe that's what I'll call him. I'll call him Planche the Frog. <laughs> yeah, man, I got some. I got Wolverine. I got a couple of couple of Boba Fets in there. I got some I'm heavily protected today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. Serious, serious experience over this. Right. Side. I think Owen's coming over later this week. I think he's going to bring some some of his old wrestling figures with him. I think he's got like Legion of Doom and the Bushwhackers. I, I was going to wear mine are. I was going to say Macho Man Randy Savage. You better be in there. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was brilliant, wasn't he? Remember Superfly Jimmy Snooker? Yeah, he was and good as well. Go on, <sighs> name a wrestler. British Bulldog. British, British Bulldog. Yeah. Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy Smith. Mm. There you go. Wicked. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Good back in. I don't know where. That was an Owen tangent that he jumped into yeah, the room. Right. He possessed me for a second. <laughs> there um, you go. Um, yeah. Review and preview. You can have a go. While you're sorting yourself out, we are sponsored once again by Xbrain, but we have a little sweetener for you. So Xbrain, as you know, and as we have mentioned, are the sole distribution distributors of the great Onyx products that are obviously manufactured in the US. And we've used Onyx for years, haven't we? Years. And um, they've supported us for years and years. years. Like... Over a decade, I would say. Good company. Great company. Love what they're about. Genuinely can get behind their supplements and and, um, promoting their supplements. And X-Brain have got you covered in the UK. So if you want to save yourself some shipping time and shipping expense, then jump onto xbrain.co.uk. And if you drop in full reptile at the checkout, you will get a 10% discount. That's good. I've started using this X-Brain CBD oil. Makes life a lot Wicked. easier. I was I mean, blending it into my coffee, but then I have to get electrical equipment out in the morning, and I'm, done, I'm just not awake enough for a hand blender <laughs> in my coffee at that time in the morning. I'm, wow! I've crossed over to that for a little while. Okay, oh, sorry. One on. more thing to oh, mention: hang on a minute. we're open. We're Hardy, open. Hardy Wallhead <laughs> we're is open. back open. The restrictions have somewhat eased. We're not at um, all guns blazing just yet, but we are back open. If you're in and around well, Jimmy's area, Jimmy's all guns blazing. Yeah, always. This is my, my paranoia. Always. If you are around the Midlands area and you would like a very unique spot to come and learn something new, something very, very effective and something coached only in the way that one person could coach you. <laughs> Explain unique to me. Well, there's just no one like him, is there? There is there is no one like him. And I tell you what, you know, I've, I've been away from Jimmy for a long time and I've come back and his coaching system is exceptional yeah it's, it's good it's really really exceptional so if you're around come come join us it's a great gym you'll love it it's, uh, from beginners all the way through to elite level everyone is welcome and uh yeah we're, we're growing we're growing 
That looks crooked again to me, doesn't it? That's you. That's your job. I don't like these raptor jobs. I'm not. I'm not cut yeah, out for raptor they? jobs. Where are they? They're coming back soon, aren't they? Yeah. They, they've been at Bellator. Well, should we start there? Yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah. didn't catch it, did you, mate? I didn't honestly, catch it, no. well, the thing is, I I looked three at this kids thing. Keeps getting in the way. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't. I can't even begin to imagine. Kids look after themselves, mm. don't they? Well, I don't ask my wife because you know. As soon as they can work a tin opener, you just leave them to it, right? <laughs> um, I literally the first time I looked at this card was this morning. And the reason for that is because I've been into the Masvidal Usman stuff, so I'm a bit all over the place. But I did watch the fights at the weekend, and I did watch the Bellator card, and there were some great scraps. Nice. Um, Bader looks really impressive. Mm. I, I'm I'm just so interested to see how this how this this tournament plays out, this Grand Prix. Because it's the thing is the interesting thing for Bader is that he's got th- what three people in the in the the tournament that already have a win over him. Yeah. He's gotten through one with Bader, but that's arguably... No, with, the, um, so with Machida. Machida, yeah. That, yeah. Arguably, that's the easiest one psychologically to get over because Machida's much older, Bader's much more mature, much more confident. The one that's going to be really difficult is going to be Rumble Johnson. Because yeah. like Nemkov, like he's felt him recently and he'll, he'll know ways in which he could have improved himself in that fight. And he said in an interview that he felt very flat. So I think psychologically... If Nemkov gets through uh, Phil Davis, mm. that one shouldn't be as bad. Rumble Johnson, especially if he annihilates Joel Romero, can you imagine that? That's not Rumble a... Johnson against Joel Romero. You, you, you like you won't want to watch it almost, <laughs> would you? Like, oh, just just get wait. us in there. Get I can't us in wait. There. But like, um, you, I, I, he was in good shape, baby, he does wasn't he? Good shape, like, really good shape. Yeah. How old is it? Scary build. He's like late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good age. It's a good age. I should start training. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've started. Oh, I, I trained yesterday, actually. I did a good kettlebell circuit yesterday. I'm just like heavy at the moment. I'm doing mm. loads of like power hitting on They've the back noticed. and power lifting. They've noticed. Aren't they? People, yeah, I know. Wait, I, I how get rude. So many, how I, bloody rude. How bloody rude. <laughs> I, get, I get so many so many mean comments about various different... I don't, I don't give a fuck, honestly. <laughs> if you're going to comment about someone's weight or haircut, then you know, whatever. Well, I'm, a, I'm a healthy 200 pounds right now. Right. Full of delicious food. Apes for breakfast and brownies for, for dessert. I'm all good. Love it. But Love I am it. I am I still am training. Yeah. I'm just slower and heavier. Kinda of like I was when I was fighting in the UFC. Nah. You're slow in, and heavy. You're in shape, mate. You had, a, you had one of the best coaching you then. You're in shape. Just plug that in, just plug that in. Oh, by the way, Hardy Wallheads open and mm. Dan Hardy's not there much, but Ollie Richardson's there. <laughs> Richardson and Wallheads back open. You're coming back. Up. <laughs> yeah, I've am, changed yeah. the name, by the way. I've just scrubbed, I mean, yeah, I've just scrubbed, scrubbed your out. name off. You're just written, yeah, your, yeah, written yeah. yours in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's very long now, Richardson and Wallhead. <laughs> it's like going around the whole circle. Yeah, don't ask Jimmy to write that out because no. that's not going to happen. Hieroglyphics. Um, Kat Zingani looked great, armbar in the first round. Oh, right. I thought you meant Sorry, I'm jumping on Wayne's for a second then. That, I told that, you, man. That got so much heat on our channel. What did? The, the, oh, the... The video of her at Wayne's in that one piece. Of course it did. One piece swimsuit. Of course it did. We're simple animals, aren't we? Basic. We're just simple, basic animals. Basic, that basic. Got like five times the views of <coughs> anything else from the Wayne's. I know. I was watching, I was watching it because it went up around the same time as the, the one FC, the one on TNT Aftermath. Yeah. Um, and I was watching it and at one point they were like competitive on numbers. 
And I'm like, come on, come on. Really? Come on. Ma- martial arts technique and philosophy over, One piece over ass suit. cheeks. He's like, come on, come on. Do not do the right thing, everybody. And then all of a sudden it was just a landslide in orange bikini direction. No orange contest. swimsuit can't, You can't compete against nature, can you? I'm staying out you of it. You just can't. I'm staying yeah. out of it, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a good event. But this Grand Prix has got my attention. I like so the format, I'm, I'm Grand Prix format. It's, yeah. bit, it's a little bit lost in it. I like I like that. Um, yeah, the, the story that's sort of playing on over months, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's pretty cool. Well, because you, you can you see the path that they're trying to walk. They're all yeah. trying to walk the same path. And what I didn't realize is they've got another belt as well. They've got a Grand right. Prix belt as well as the light heavyweight belt because Nemkov's the champion. But obviously, if he gets through to the final, he could he, so he can lose his belt in the Grand Prix. Ah, okay. Or you can win the Grand Prix yeah, belt right. as well. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm, it is. I like it. Like it. I like it. Anything um, else? Anything? Anyone else stand out? Um, I mean, Liz Carmouche had a, had a good, a good, solid, unanimous decision performance. Um, there was one really cool choke on the prelims, which <coughs> I suggest anybody goes to watch if they're a grappling or jiu-jitsu fan. It was Jalen Bates against Jeffrey Gosner. Glossner. And it was it was a, a well it's written down here as a, a modified guillotine choke. He it was it was it was almost like a it was like a one arm. I was, right. It was the weirdest thing, but he used his head his head position and his weight his body position to to apply the choke. It was really cool, really really interesting. Front, front headlock. Uh, so it, so his opponent was his his opponent was uh, on his back uh, from man. side control uh, oh, okay. side control, and then he set it up as his opponent was turning into him. Right. You know what I mean? Almost like yeah, he was yeah. setting up a dars. Okay. But, but he, but he, it wasn't. It wasn't a complete choke. And I, I'm like watching it, thinking to myself, surely that's not going to finish. Surely. And then I'm like, actually, that looks like a pretty strong position. It's, it kind of almost reminds me a bit, a bit like the von Flew choke, right? Where it's, it's a position that someone can find themselves in, and as long as they recognise that position, they can use it to their advantage. But at the same time, quick. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, their opponent shouldn't get caught in it. They should be able to find ways out, but. It was interesting. I'm going to watch it back a couple of times and just and see if it's see if it's transferable to other people of other body types. Because like like the Ben Rothwell go go choke, yeah, that's Ben yeah. Rothwell's choke because physiologically he can he can do he it. can weight himself over yeah. you. Whereas I don't know whether this was a you know like a like a shoulder position, shoulder strength, arm length situation with J- uh, Jalen Bates. I just I just realised what an unbelievable segue this is into the UFC card. You're just a professional. Why? Well, Kasang and I finished it with that n- no hooks. Uh, <laughs> that that no hook um, finish on Palatnikov, didn't it? Well, you see how I do these things. You see how I do these things. Yeah. So what what stood out to you on the card, Kasang and I? Well, I was quite happy for him because he got a very good, solid finish with a choke. Arguably, probably it's difficult to get a finish. He must have a hell of a squeeze on yeah, him. Yeah. Um, to get that finish, you know. I think everyone who watched it and chatting to the guys at the gym this morning, you know, there's some simple things that Palatnikov could have done to at least make that a lot harder to finish that choke. But I was pretty happy for Kasanganai to come off the back of the most famous thing that's happened to you is getting knocked out by that r- ridiculous back kick. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he sort, of, he sort of looked good. Yeah. He, yeah, he sort of looked good. <coughs> Darren John looked good. Yeah, he, <coughs> he basically did everything I said he wouldn't do. In the in the preview, <laughs> I thought he was really calm and collecting, composed, and just did a good job, didn't he? Yeah, just did what yeah. he had to do. It was yeah, it was very good. I'm interested to see how, how he progresses through this division because it, I mean, light heavyweight is there's, there's a bunch of sharks in this division. Yeah, and he's he seems like a he seems like a good well rounder, like fairly strong, 
But then when you put him mm. in there against someone like like Magomed and Kalaev, like mm. then then how does he look? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, Saldana didn't look nearly as good as I was expecting him to. Jordan Griffin had a great performance. He's I was relentless. I need to watch that again. I was kind of, I I remember feeling surprised when I saw the decision. But then again, I was in and out because I was I was watching uh, I was watching other fights at the same time. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know whether Saldana wasn't as good as I was expecting because Griffin was was so good. Yeah. I thought it was a good performance from from him, and he, you know he's tricky, isn't he, Griffin? He just doesn't he doesn't leave you alone. He drowns you in in pressure. He's had a he's had a tough run in the UFC yeah. as well. If you look who he's faced, like I mean, Danny Gay and Chaz Skelly for his first two, they're, yeah. they're difficult fights to have. Then he got a win over TJ Brown. Then he got Yusuf Zalal, who he had to chase around for fifteen minutes, yeah, he did. try and get a hold of. I th- I thought he looked really good. I'm going to watch the fight back because I, I I'm interested to see how they scored it. Um, mm. But I I mean I, you know I, I like both guys, but I was ex- I, I'll be honest, I was expecting Saldana to be able to catch him with a lot of stuff unanswered. Mm. Um, and Jack Shaw, congratulations Thank to you, Jack yeah, Shaw, well, but he Jack. made it difficult for himself. <laughs> he did yeah, he make did it a little bit for himself. He did a little bit. Um, if like Azure's was very competitive yeah, he's in good every though. range. He, yeah, he's, he is good. He's good. He is like, good. That's a, I thought it was a tough challenge for Jack. And obviously he came through it. Like we, we were speaking before about you felt like he could have come through that much more efficiently. Mm. But he did come through it. And if if you if you got your like your professional athlete or professional coach's hat on, that's probably good for him that he didn't have it all his own way. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that that's a tough grinding performance against, a you know, a pretty good solid guy. And I've no doubt... Hunter will be around. Mm. He's going to be around for a while, isn't he? Mm-hmm. There, was, there was nothing you looked at him and were like, "You're outmatched here," and you know you probably you probably out of your out of your league. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think yeah, it was funny, isn't it? Like as a prize, if so, take that hat off and put your prize fight hat on. You want to go in and you want to blast them and get them out of there as fast as possible, which you very rarely see someone apart from probably Connor. You very rarely see someone come in, and start doing that and doing that and doing that and get to the top, whereas someone who got the result that Jack got, who's sort of building a career, but logging those, logging those rounds, logging those pitches, building up his career as he goes. I think it feels like, sorry, it feels like there'll be a bit more longevity in that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's just because I've seen him work people over really, Mm. really efficiently with, with a very similar game plan over and over. You know, like his last fight on cage war is against Scott Malone. Like, it's it's just that efficiency of control as well as attack mm. and and eventually opening up the opportunity to finish with the rear naked choke. And and I I don't know whether it's like his his striking's very sharp as well, but his game is his game's often very linear to the finish. Like he knows what he wants to do, he sticks to game plan. Whereas with the Azure fight, I kind of felt like like he I felt like he's he's let me put it this way. I felt like the UFC had matched him with this fight to see where his wrestling was at. And I kind of almost felt like like Jack was going, right, I'm going to show you how good my wrestling is right. because I'm going to take him yeah. down. Yeah. You know? We didn't need, necessarily need to follow that path. No, I don't think he so. He could have dispatched him if he just stuck to it, stuck to what he was best at. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, his, his striking's incredibly sharp and I, I don't think he... I, I think he engaged in wrestling, which was the, the more difficult path, Root, should yeah. we say basically because like to try and prove that against against uh, Azure who's kind of coming in with this with this mm, wrestling credential yeah. yeah um but he's i mean he's just he's very slick isn't he he's very slick he's um, one to watch yeah he is he's definitely one to watch still undefeated yeah 
It's tough to do that nowadays, isn't it? It is. Very, very tough. It is. Especially when you're going after it, when you're going to, we're going to take it from someone. Mm. You know, oftentimes, you know, undefeated fighters or fighters that, that, you know, keep the losses out of their win column, out of their loss column are, they're, they're the ones that, they don't control the fights. They control the fights very well. They, they, their game plan is control first and then attack. Whereas the guys that pick up a few losses are the ones that there's taking a roll the risk, of the dice. Taking a risk to finish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas I would say Jack Shaw does take risks. You know, he is a, he is a bit of a risk taker at times as well, but just a well-rounded kid. You know, yeah, good, good team in his corner. Excited to see him again. Very. Off the back of that, I was like, oh, cool. Rest up. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Just keep the momentum yeah. going. Keep going. What about old uh, Jarjus Danho that yeah. have been out for Well, there you go. That, that, our question in the preview was, where's he been and what's he been doing? And what a knockout. Yeah. Like, what a knockout. I'd message you, didn't I? Snap that head over that carotid artery and just yeah. folded it together. And yeah, it was a good night, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the roll of the dice at heavyweight, isn't it? You, it just seems know. to be De Castro's fights. I mean, what was it um, Taffer that he fought? Yeah. And and, and he, he did the same to Taffer, comes crashing in and clips him with a shot. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, he probably needs to look at that because he, he's a... He's relatively mobile for a very, very big unit, isn't he? Mm. But doesn't really use it particularly well. Yeah. And I think, he, like you say, he crashes in and you just can't, you know. The, the dice are already weighted at heavyweights. <laughs> it's, you know, it doesn't get much more dangerous. You, you just need to be a bit more conscientious about as and when you're stepping into the... Uh, yeah. into, into the, the breach. the zone of death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know whether it was cold a fight of the night or not. But, this um, was unbelievable. It was awesome, wasn't this it? This was unbelievable. I mean, I just couldn't believe it how it was unfolding. No, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Which one? Medeski? Um, yeah. Medesi? Medesi? Yeah. Medesi? Medesi? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Because we like, we were we were high on Barmondes after watching him for the last week's him. show. Really good. All about long him. range, him. dangerous. Yeah. And it started exactly like that. And then he got. I was clipped. like, oh, he's getting in. He's getting <laughs> and then in. He went down. He's having it here. And I was like, was oh. overhand, 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 or straight right. Yeah, I don't remember. Cracked him clean, didn't he? Proper. I've watched so many fights this week. Proper it? clean landing. Yeah. Bloodied him all up. Like his face was a mess, wasn't it? And um, yeah, I, I genuinely thought. Macdessy was in for a rough yeah. night, and it and the the stature of the two guys, mm. it was so. He's got to go up a weight. I mean, he, I, he, I know he, he missed weight. He was he was slightly yeah. what, what one fifty six. So he was he was three quarters of a pound overweight by mm. Mendes. But like all the way through the fight, I kept thinking that to myself. Like he's a welterweight. He's got a massive. He's frame. got to move up. Yeah, and he'll probably grow into that weight yeah. really quickly as well. Yeah, he's young, isn't he? Yeah, but he's going to be around. Mm-hmm. He's going to be around. He's way too skilled. And you know what? Showed a lot of heart and a lot of composure because that nose is probably broke. His eyes were like you know almost yeah. shut, and he's he he hung on in there, didn't he? He did. He did. And there must be, you know obviously I've never done it, but there must be a feeling where you just like, oh shit, like. He's landing everything, and I'm barely landing mm-hmm. here. And he just hung in there, and hung in there, and hung in there. You know, fair play. If you're going to lose, that's the way to yeah, go. Yeah, lose you like know, that. He, yeah, he gave. I mean, he lost the first round big, and then like clawed his way back to a split decision loss. Which is the, the thing. Yeah. I, the thing I thought when he hit the deck was because the commentators they kept talking about the fact that his family were all watching back at right. home, and like like he would have known that. And all the pressure that he was putting on himself to do that walk as well. And then knowing mm. all those people were watching. 
And then mm. it's, it, it's it's a lot of pressure for a young man. But John McDessy looked fantastic. I just want to see some consistency out of him because with striking like that, I, I want I want to see him work his way up up this division. I mean, you know, he's what? How, how old is he? He's he kind of that un, long he was left. Unbothered by Bahamondes. He was just not bothered about him, was he? He was no. not like how he's taller and longer and sharper. Like he didn't have anything. He had no advantages at all. Mm. He was slower than him, shorter than him. Probably looked a bit weaker than him. Older. Older than him. Yeah. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Yeah. Gamrot as well against Back. Holtzman. He's see, terrifying. That's, that's Gamrock. The Gamrot that we thought we were going to see if it was matched against pretty much anyone other than <laughs> Kuta Taladze. But then that puts, that makes, that makes Kuta Taladze stock go even higher yeah. given the fact that Gamrot looks so good. Yeah. Because like everyone, you know, coming into the UFC, everyone's like, oh, Gamrot's finally in the UFC. This is going to be awesome. And then he got drawn again against Katata Ladze. And as I was researching it, I'm like, he's really good. Like he's, he's, really he's good. slick and he's competitive yeah. in every range. This might not be quite as uh, quite as, as celebratory an entrance. And you know, and again, I think we've talked about this. Like sometimes, especially with, if someone's coming over from another organization and they are They're gonna make a point. Yeah. Like oh, like okay. sometimes they go, Oh, oh you're good, yeah. are you? Okay, well let me he's find this <laughs> unknown person that you know is absolutely lethal. Yeah. And that's your debut and we'll see how you, yeah. and you know, he gave a great account of himself in that first fight. I mean it was very close that first fight was, was close very, and I think yeah. Goodham said at the end that he didn't think he won it, did he? Didn't yeah. really want his hand raised, did it? Did I it? I did think he won though. Yeah. I, I I can't remember, I, I need to watch it back, but I do remember scoring two rounds to him. I mean, and it, it was razor thin, mm. but you like if you take one round and you watch it and you go, okay, well, like you've you've got to figure out your opinions on whether you wait, you know, take down a fence and scrambling and then repressure him with strikes heavier than you do someone taking down and kind of grinding and you know, there's there's like there's lots of different things you kind of have to weigh up in your own head to interpret the rule, the the scoring criteria, and and I. Like it was, it was just a very competitive fight. But then now you think to yourself, like Garam's next fight is Paddy he's Pimba. matched up, isn't he? No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm, no, joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. I saw Paddy's been giving his address out to everybody. He's he's, he's going to bring some trouble upon himself. Oh no! But yeah, Garam's oh, match though. Oh, it's um, Don Madge. He's max. Uh, oh, mix, I know. I know. Dynamite yes. as well. Dynamite as well. Oh, I'm about that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've not seen that. Yeah, that's a hell of Wicked. a fight. Uh, Selecki yeah. against Jim Miller was good. Well, so it was good. Yeah. no, it wasn't good. It was it was good for Joe Selecki, but it was yeah. like it was a bit. It seemed a bit submissive from Jim Miller. Like he looked really strong in the first round. Like, yeah. like oh, okay, you're coming to replace me in my home state, are you? It was that kind of vibe. And then after the first round, he was like, ah, oh, maybe it's time for the new kids to take yeah. over. It's just sort of the commentators touched that a couple of times that. Um, they were just sort of neutralized each other a bit, and yeah. and Selecki just had the edge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it probably, I'm not sure. What was he? Jim Miller's 37th fight in the UFC. Yeah. Broke the record. Incredible. You've got to wonder how much. He's, like, he's, the, end of, he's the end of level boss for Selecki, isn't he? He's yeah. like, right, go fight Jim Miller. Yeah. If you get past him, yeah. then you can go on to the next level. He, he's, the, he's, the end of level, he's the end of level boss for, hang on, where's he from? New Jersey. Is that where he lives? Yeah, New Jersey. Don't you have just such a, like... Um, like I just apart from the result, don't you have like a like a general good feeling about New Jersey from the time we spent out oh, there? Oh yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, see they're both from New Jersey. That that was the narrative going in, wasn't it? It was like he's the younger guy. He was he's watching kind of, yeah, Jim yeah. Miller on the circuit when he was coming up and it was like a, this is the like it was like a change of the guard was the phrase was used. And it it it, all, it kind of felt a bit like that to be honest. It was like like mm. you know. Mm. 
All right. Cheers, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. 37 fights. 37 That's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. It, especially in the organization that is the organization that it is. Mm. Like, not many of those gimmies, are they? And they how just, many just training do camps them. did he have Lyme's disease for? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That'd be an interesting thing to figure out. Because mm. you got to, I mean, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Can't even imagine. Main card time. Mate, someone put on Twitter, Mike Perry's nose is so broke it started his own OnlyFans account. <laughs> he just... Oh, that's good. He's just... A, he's just... We're funny, aren't we, as a, a race? Uh, as a species. species. Yeah, we are. We're just funny. He's a... I wonder if like, cats have funny cats. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a funny cat in again. Do, do they have that much that much variety in, in, a, in another species? In another I don't species. Know. It's just brilliant. We're constantly undefeated. Like if, if, if you took if you took Mike Perry as a child and switched him with with Jimmy Warled as a child, and they grew up in opposite places, do you think we'd be much different? I reckon if Jimmy grew up in Miami, he'd be as mad and as chaotic as as Mike Perry. Yeah, you can yeah. see that, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see that. Like he'd, just, pro- he'd probably be a YouTube sensation on, on backyard fights. <laughs> he would, he would. He? That, that's the way that but Mike like Perry knocking Masvidal out in in a backyard somewhere. Mate, he's they they can't. Oh, he's from Flint, Michigan, is he? So they they can't uh, they they can't release Mike Perry because he'll end up at bare knuckle boxing and he'll 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 just end up mangled. More more mangled. More more. more he's, mangled. He's, he's a strange case, Mike, isn't he? Because you watch it. I was watching. I was like, you've got some really good techniques. Like, yeah technically well that really was the good. thing it was his ground game for his last couple of fights was like it was really impressive who was it he, t- he took the back of was it uh hang on it'll come to me in a minute was it tim means mm. in the first round he like he, he like took him down took his back like, real slick even like joe rogan was like he took his back really technically like, yeah, it was a surprise saying, yeah. yeah yeah but i don't, I don't, Roger, don't sound so surprised yeah, isn't it? i mean i expected that from daniel rodriguez he's got joe Schilling in his corner like, he pops that jab yeah, hard does. doesn't he slick striking mm. Slick, slick striking, and and you, you can just you can tell he's got a he's got an enjoyment in the pocket. You mm. know what I mean? Like he loves being there. He's very calm and very very. Uh, he's very precise with what he's doing, what he's thinking. You know what I mean? He responds to his coaching very well. Then Mike I was impressed. Just, man. I, I was yeah. I was impressed by. Him. I hadn't seen a lot of Rodriguez to be honest, but I was impressed by him. Yeah, he must have thought though, like, what more do I have to throw at this dude? Because I'm hitting him clean. Yeah. And he just keeps sort of wandering forward with his head exactly on the middle right line. Right on the centre line. <laughs> like not, not one degree off either way. Yeah. And just getting popped. I felt kind of bad for Mike Perry afterwards because I bet you saw his tweet. Yeah. Like, I, I used yeah. to be good. I'm like, well, you used yeah. to be competitive. Like, it's tough, man. Like, where do you where do you, Dude, like, if he, he walked into a good gym with coaches that he that that would train him up and he would listen to them and respect him, I think he I think he could be very effective. I, agree. I think he's got all the physical attributes. He's got the the desire to fight. You can't do this game without a family around you. you can't do you, it. You just can't do it. It's too can't do it's it. too hard. Yeah, it's too hard. There's too many there's too many things to learn. It's, the process of learning it is infinite, mm. and you just can't do it. Oh, I'm gonna cramp in my hamstring. Again. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we're right. Let's get some electrolytes. Yeah. I'm telling you, oh, what, we haven't yeah. got the electrolytes out. We've not, not got them. Oh. Yeah, I'd like him to walk into a into a gym. That like, I, I think he'd respond well. And I saw Darren Tillard offered him to come over, yeah. and uh, I actually think he'd respond we'll really talk about well. That out of your comfort zone, bring him out, bring him over here. Yeah, but I, but the thing is, is, if he did it, the very act of of traveling over to come into the gym and and like kind of hand yourself over, yeah, they'd they'd have that much respect for him that they'd be like, you know what, let's. Oh, okay. man, 
boys will look after they look, him. Yeah, yeah. they'll look after him. 100% they'll look after him. <clears throat> yeah. It'd be, be an amazing move for him. It would. I don't know whether he'd do it, but yeah, it'd be well, great. Yeah, I mean, you're talking Florida to Liverpool. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd rather live in Liverpool than Florida for sure. But then again, yeah. I'm Mike Perry and I think he's... It's a bit wild, isn't it? It is a bit. A bit wild. It is a bit wild. So where do you see Rodriguez? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't scream top 10 to me. Like, I can't... No. I can't picture him up there with those goddamn savages at the top. Um, maybe top fifteen, maybe, but that that division is is rough, isn't it? It is. It I, is. I don't it? know where he, you know, you know, when you see someone, you're like, oh, I can pitch you up there. Yeah. You no, know, what you did tonight was good enough to pitch you right up there. I can't quite see that, but I mean, you you know, I I could see him against Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. I could see that fight. I mean, Robbie Lawler's right in right at, at fifteen, and then just inside the fifteen, uh, just inside fifteen is Sean Brady, Battle of the Tattoos. That would be that would be that would be a fun fight. I, f- I feel like I feel like Sean would win it. Beat him, yeah. I feel like yeah. Sean would win that. But it gets it only gets tougher going up. Yeah, you know, like Bilal Mohammed's next up, but he's he's looking up the rankings. But uh, like the Leech might be an interesting one. Jin yeah. Liang. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because there's such a diversity of skill in in welterweight, and they've got the speed and the strength to to you know to. <laughs> to land consistently and wrestle, but they're also right on that line where mm. powers spread across the weight class, so everyone's yeah. got a bit of pop. Yeah, like, and that does obviously start to filter out a little bit as you go down the weight classes. But at welterweight, I always felt like that was the tipping point yeah. between the two. You know, especially when you look at the likes of Robbie Lawler and and Tiago Alves, you're like they they hit hard. They're hard hitters. He was my favorite. When I first so, found this sport, Alves. Thiago Alves, yeah. I always want to be able to whip that leg kick in like that. I always could whip that leg kick in. Yeah, slick. 15 years on, I still can't do it. Properly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was an inspiration. It's um, it's a it's a wicked technique. That, that like, his, his low kicks were incredible. Yeah. They? And I tell, you, I tell you who else had wicked low kicks as well was Pedro Hizzo. Mm. I always remember. I mean, and at heavyweight as well. Yeah, a lot like, more weight like, behind him as well. Yeah, it's like someone swinging a tree trunk at you. <laughs> Uh, Mackenzie um, Dern, slick. She's she's got to be moving into the rankings now. Gotta be. I mean, where she's she? completely dominated it, isn't she? Was it, didn't she was eleven, so she's got to be moving into the top ten. Who? I mean, she's so slick. She didn't. She didn't give him a breath, did she? She no. didn't give her a breath at all. Very very dangerous. No. Interesting fights above her. Someone like Atisha Torres or a Michelle Waters would be interesting. Claudia yeah. Gadea. But uh, it's it. She needs to face someone that can that can at, at least attempt to shut down her submission game and force her to strike. Because that was when we saw her struggle. That was why she struggled. Mm. It was against Hebus who was able to do that. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, Watson might have the might have the agility and you know cause a few pro- yeah. right to the midsection over and cause over a again. A few problems mm. be fun. Yeah, talented, yeah. skilled, marketable. Keep moving her up the rankings. Yeah. Yeah, good on her. Marquez against Sam Alvey. I, 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 mm. I, yeah, I struggle with it's just too much. It's just too, too much, much for him, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it was just too much for him. It was, he could, Julia Marquez is too much for Sam Alvey. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Also, just too much for post-fight interviews as well. Oh, yeah. He needs to stop with all that. It just, it, I find it exhausting. This is not my, like that whole it's not my vibe. Thing. It's not, it's, like, it's not my but like I, I, I almost don't mind self promotion, but the scripted like that's hard work. That is Dory WF old school. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not my it's not my thing. No, he was 
he was pretty good though. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just a, he's, he he's just good. a lump at middleweight. I, I, don't, I don't see him. I don't see him putting a dent in the rankings. I, I just. No. I think he's. He, I think he's slightly undersized for the division. Mm. You know, like if you if you put him next to someone like Paolo Costa, who's the top end of the division, it make Julian Marquez look like a welterweight. And that's my concern. He'd fight, he'd fight him the wrong way as well, wouldn't yeah. he? He'd try. He'd they try and match him for, you know, power. When you're, you know, we've seen how we've seen how you go after Costa. Yeah, you're beaten with precision, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, there are some good scraps. Just like I could see him, you know, I could see him facing someone like a Brad Tavares, mm. you know, and 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 having a good fight, you know, a bit a, a you know competitive fights. But then, he punches hard though, man. He, d- yeah. he does punch hard. He punches awkward in that scramble up against the fence and the dirty box. He does, you know. Maybe I'm underestimating him. You know, I mean, you he's know, with James Krause, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seem a good match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, James Krause. I think I think he's adaptable enough to work with anybody. To mm. be honest, I think he's I think he knows the game well enough, and and he's able to look at the fighters in a way where he's like, right, I think they need this. And I think you know whether it's yeah. whether it's a confidence boost or a reality check yeah. or a, you know a, a particular type of technique. Um, I mean, maybe I'm not. I'm, maybe I'm counting him out. I just look up the rankings and think to myself, I don't know how he deals with the likes of a Jack Hermanson or a mm. you know a, a, a Darren Till, a Derek Brunson. They then no. become a bit problematic for him. And, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. I can. Yeah, I can maybe. see that. I can see something, maybe. you know, Darren would... Maybe I'm just turned off by the fact <laughs> that he's so damn You're judging cringy. his fight skill by his post-fight yeah. post, uh, press conference. If that's the case, then I'm done yeah. with him. <laughs> Arnold Allen. Oh, man. That was a hell of a fight as well. Was that fight... That, I've not, not got... I haven't seen the bonuses in. either. Oh, this is, man, this is the tip fight of Fight of the night was Marquez against uh, Sam Alvey. Really? Yeah. I, I've, so this is something I've realised recently. If I'm watching a fight and I... I can tell that neither fighter is really trying to set anything up. They're just wailing. I lose interest. Yeah, I lose interest. You could get fight of the night by standing in front of each other and wailing, couldn't you? Yeah, but that's that's you know that's the kind of stuff that you know when you've had you know you you got six beers in you and you like punching the air and you're watching that kind of stuff like that's that's all you want to see. It's the just bleed mm. kind of fight, and you've got <laughs> to have a sprinkling of them on on the card, but at the same time. Like the, the transitions back and forth, mm. like all of the, the technical aspects that were thrown into the Arnold Allen Sadiq Yusuf fight, you take that from the first round, and most fights can't can't reach that kind of yeah. level. Yeah, you know, like there's like there, there are so many things going on in those fights when it, like there's just a, there's a clear difference in levels, and and when you see one fighter that's got those levels against the other, it's like Anderson Silva against. Um, against Chris Lieben, mm. when you got two Chris Liebens, it's a it's a bloodbath yeah, and it's a lot it's of fun. A barn burner. But when you got two Anderson Silvers and there's a lot going on, like that that gets my attention, and then I can't take my eyes off the screen. Mm. And it's it, it it's like it's refreshing to see that further down the card, and it, yeah. and, it, and it doesn't happen as often as I would like. Arnold Allen Sadiq Youssef was gold. It was a, it was a really really good fight, and I thought Arnold Allen, what's going on with this? It keeps switching on and off. But you can have those bar, you can have those technical barn burners like that when uh, Munoz and Rivera, like that, mm. they're barn burners. Yeah, you know they're swinging each other, but there, there was some precision to it as well. Yeah, there there is, but but that see that the precision is with the technical ability. Yeah, not with their application. Mm. Like, and and again, again, I like, I like both guys. I love watching that fight, but they're it's it's Dutch drills. They're going one for one. Yeah. They're going like, okay, I go wham, 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 bang. And then you'll go wham, 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 bang. And then wham, wham, wham. And it's, it's, 
you get that same kind of rhythm going over and over again. And like, obviously because I've just, I've just bathed in Masvidal and Usman footage and there's a lot going on with those two guys. Like, we, like you watch Masvidal against Darren Till and you can, you can watch him reading Darren Till in the moment. Like there's, there's a moment in the fight where, so because the knockout is a switch stance, it's like a like a three steps uh, switch, and he comes over the top, sets it up with the with the uh, the right hand, comes over the top with the left hook, like a long left overhand. Um, but earlier in the fight, he's tested that same thing three or four times mm-hmm. in different scenarios. So there's one where he's up against the fence, and like you know when you spar him with someone that's a, that's of a of a lower level to you, sometimes you'll show them a shot that you could have hit them with. Like they'll throw a lazy jab and you'll just touch them with your overhands like this is here. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in the fight where Masvidal was backed up against the fence and the only thing he's got to think about is the left hand of Darren Till because that's, I mean, Darren's all about that left hand over and over again. So it makes it a bit easier for Masvidal to figure out what's what's coming. So then he can divert more brain power to what he's doing. And in this situation, he just kind of went and he threw like a real lazy left hook and just left it out there for a second longer. Like he was observing Darren Till's reaction, which was, right. and he was like, okay. And then <laughs> almost immediately afterwards, he did a switch uh, left hand, uh, right hand, left hand, and landed, but not with enough power. So then he adapted it to put a third step in and oh, cover yeah. more distance. Yeah. But like to watch him doing that in the moment, you're like, God, I can I can see what he's doing. This yeah, is like nice. sometimes like when like you know when when I was commentating, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can see this is happening because you can you, because the pattern's already happened. Yeah, you know, it's already been established earlier on. They're the ones that really draw me in. I don't mind a, a a just bleed kind of fight, but they're the ones that I'll put on when I'm doing bag work. Yeah, because I can look at it halfway through the first round or halfway through the third, and it's the same fight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's that te- it's the technical mastery of those fights you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. That, it, but it take it takes a certain, and I, and I'm not saying that I would see it the way you would see it, but it takes a certain time in the game, just watching and watching and watching to be able to even see that sort mm. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, like I, I think Arnold Allen is gonna be a big problem. He's very very springy. I, mm. he, I know he's out at TriStar, but his his strength conditioning coach, the UK based strength conditioning coach. Yeah. Um, Isn't his dad like a like a strong man? Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sure his maybe. dad's a strong man, and I'm sure his brother is something powerlifting champ, strong man, something or other. Mm. I mean, his dad's his Hedged. dad's like like built. <clears throat> yeah. So I think I think it's been a it's been a culture, family culture, all the way through his life yeah. to be lifting heavy Physical things in the back culture. garden. Yeah. yeah. I remember like John Gooden's got a good uh, a good little documentary that he did with with uh, Arnold Allen, where he spent some time with him uh, during a training camp. And like his setup in his backyard is like an old bench and pull up bars and, you know, and it's, it's like proper, proper spit and sawdust out there with your dad doing strength and conditioning. I think the Russian, the Russian have a department of physical culture. I always really like, like, I think I had a, I had a weightlifting manual once and it said department of physical culture and I always really liked that that phrase. It was pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. He works with William Wayland down in, down South in London, but he's a very, very, very good strength conditioning coach. Mm. And I think, man, I think you can see it. He's very, yeah. Arnold, very, very springy and he stays springy. So his, you know, his endurance is clearly, he's clearly good. Um, bring it on, man. Yeah. Bring it on. I think he's like, is there, can you see any, can you see any holes? Is there something that you're going to like, look, if you're going to figure top five, top three, is there anything you're like, you know, 
you could get found out here. Um, I think. Okay, one thing I will, I mean, he's heavy on the lead leg a lot of the time. And he, so he doesn't mind leaving himself vulnerable for them to, you know, for them to throw in him to counter. Um, and, and and I would say that that could be a bit better managed. Mm. I think he could manage the pace of the fights a bit better because he just kind of, although he knows what he wants to do, he does just kind of flow through it at whatever pace because obviously he's, you know, he's so well conditioned. Yeah. But I, I think... I think that conditioning for him is either going to be a, a positive or a negative over five rounds. He's either going to be able to use it and weaponize it mm. against his opponent, but that means managing it and acknowledging that it's part of his arsenal instead of just a, just a characteristic of his body. Mm. Do you know? Or, yeah. or, or, you know, maybe he'll have to kind of Aldo it and manage a couple four rounds, rounds of work yeah. over five yeah. rounds like yeah. he always did with his, with his, uh, his, his decisions. Mm. Um, I can I mean, see him top five. Oh yeah, for sure. I can see Absolutely. Him top five, yeah. Absolutely I can. I tell you what, I wouldn't mind seeing him against Calvin Cater. Oh man, that'd be a war. Wouldn't it? It'd be a war. But you see, that's the kind of fight where that's the kind of fight where he where he starts to struggle because he leaves himself he leaves his head on the line and someone like Calvin Cater who's just in the pocket, just bang something's gonna land. Yeah. You know? I use an analogy yeah. on the on the breakdown show, which I quite liked. Like if you've got someone squirting at you with a water pistol you might be able to fend it off with a saucepan lid hmm. but if they throw a bucket of water at you you're going to get wet something's getting through exactly and that that's where like Maz, like Mads Bunnell had him backing up and that was a good win for him but it was it was razor thin up until hmm. that point where he got the uh, he got the ninja choke someone like Mads Bunnell though is I mean he uses that Philly shell so well and he walks people into like onto their back foot and then just starts peppering them and and it, it that that could be quite discouraging for him, and then he would be forced to wrestle, and then he's got someone like Cater who's got good takedown offense as yeah. well. And that that's where he'll be tested, but that's that's where you want him tested when he's like right up near the top of the rankings. Oh no, yeah, I mean now's you the know? time, right? Well, yeah, the, I mean, is it, the, is it all, ten? At the all moment? bets are off. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, so well, he's, he is at the moment. But yeah, he, he'll so probably jump up, up tomorrow. Yeah, but, I mean, Cater's at number six, but like. He's not going to get a fight out of someone like Dan Ige because he's been hanging around trying to get higher ranked fights for a while. Mm. Not sure what's going on with Josh Emmett. Not heard much from him. Is he matched? I've not heard anything about him. But you know, but then you're into top five. Korean Zombie Yaya Rodriguez isn't going to open himself up in the top five to someone like that because there are bigger money fights that could be marketed with someone like Rodriguez. Magomed Sharapov, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, and the champ. It's going to be it's going to be so difficult to get anybody in that. Group to yeah, accept that's why I think Calvin's the one. It's a good shout. You might tempt him. You might tempt him. It's a good shout. Jeremy Stevens just yeah. above him in the yeah. rankings, but then he, he might he might, he might jump pass him, him anyway. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy's on this card coming up, and he's. I mean, man, that might sync up. That's true. That might work. Who's that Jeremy got? Um, Jeremy Stevens is. Oh, I've gone the wrong way. Jeremy Stevens is. Uh, Drakkar close. Oh, that's a good fight. Yeah, that's a good fight. Let's quick talk about Vittori then, and then we'll get into the uh, we'll get into the next card. Oh man, we got some heat about not picking Vittori. Didn't I we? know, didn't we? Yeah, I was. I was just, just an opinion. Calm down. <laughs> you, you know when I saw Kevin Holland walking into the arena with no shirt on, and, his, and, his, <laughs> and I was like, he's got his medallion out, he's got his swagger on, he's not grinning and dancing around. I'm like, he's he's coming in with something to prove, mm. but he's still like, as soon as his eye got fucked up. It's yeah. like his whole 
his whole game changed. And there was like, there was like this weird thing in like in the corner where the doctor was like, can you see? And he's like, what? Can you <laughs> no, see? Don't what? close your eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. What do you do with him? Yeah. Like I remember the first time we talked about him, um, I said he's just too inconsistent to put a run on. I couldn't imagine him being a champ. I just can't imagine him being a champ. Yeah. I was hoping for the best because I think he's I think he's interesting. I think he's an interesting You've character. You've got Kung Fu bias. I have, oh, I have got Kung Fu bias for sure. <laughs> I have got, and I got a load of shit for talking about Marvel. Oh, there was one guy on the, on the channel, I saw a comment, which made me laugh. And it was, uh, oh, what was it? It was like like talking about Marvin Vittori having devastating power. Hmm. I'm like, he's, he's not stopped anybody in, in a long time. Like he's not, It was like it was a knee against Jack Mason was the last hmm. time he stopped someone. It was a long time ago. And like, I don't think, I think people think I've got some kind of weird bias towards these fighters. If I'm saying he, sh- he throws his left hand short, it's because that's what I can fucking yeah, see. Yeah. He throws his left hand short. <laughs> yeah. There were a bunch of times when he had, he had Kevin Holland backed up against the fence and he was, he's falling short with that left hand. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think. I was, ch- I was chatting to Jimmy. Well, interrupted oh. you again. I was chatting to Jimmy t- about him this morning, you know, down at, he trained with him down at London Shoot for Did he, yeah. for a while, yeah. And, he, he, you know, he feels like he's improved a lot. Yeah. There's still a fair bit to go. Yeah, definitely. God damn it, he's strong though, he's a, he? but, he's a, but that's the kind of person that you want to be working with because he's mm. going to show up every day yeah. with his kit, ready to work, hydrated, fueled. He's just that guy, isn't yeah. he? He's, he's everything is MMA. And that that counts for a lot. That counts for a lot. Like if you take if you take Marvin Vittori and everything that he stands for and 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 is in the MMA world, and you give him a sprinkling of what that what Kevin Holland's got, that Ooh, little yeah. bit of creativity and a bit yeah. of loose flexibility, and I don't think he would lose anything. But that the edge that it would add to his game would move him more in a John yeah. Jones kind of direction. Because yeah. like John Jones controls everything, but it's the viciousness that makes him diff- that makes mm-hmm. him horrible to deal with. And although Marvin Vittori's got that viciousness within him, it doesn't manifest in his game. Mm. It mauls people. It wears people down. But he should have got Kevin Holland out of there. After that eye, yeah. after that eye damage, yeah. that was 50-44 across all scorecards. Some he should have been able it. to manufacture a, a, a finish in that fight. Just like I think Derek Brunson should have been able to mm. as well. And and I, and I, I you know I think the thing is with the thing is with these guys is that they're their game is about control, top position, hold you down. And I wonder if that's why I don't that's the like, like. I don't rate him. Like he's he's clearly good, but I just don't. Vittori. Yeah, I just don't like rate him. It's not. I wouldn't tell anyone about him. Do you know what I mean? I won't be like, oh, check check Marvin Vittori out. No, th- that's it. Because there's not an edge to his game. There's not something. Yeah. Oh, you've got to check out the. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm struggling to pick so, Gamrot. For example, yeah. If I was if I was recommending someone off this card, I'd be like, go and check out Gamrot. That yeah. was that was beautiful and vicious. And I'm not going to say that about Marvin. Not right now. And and this is the problem is I've not there there isn't a fight since he's been in the UFC that I've said that about or I've thought that about. Mm-hmm. You know, he got he got that Rene choke over Carl Robertson, but aside from that, it's been all decisions. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's, it's just a funny one. Like it. it like we've said a few times, it's not a prerequisite to be amusing or, or you know, sort of fancy or have an edge to no. you. You could still you could still get very high up the rankings. You know, he's six. He probably he won't go over 
Will he go over Darren Till to fifth? He's sixth at the minute. Mm, I don't know. If he keeps talking shit about the fact that his uh, that his his collarbone fracture was was a fake, I don't know. I still want to see that fight be made. But see that that's a that's an interesting fight still. The reason that's interesting is because Marvin Vittori comes to fight. He brings an intensity. Mm. Darren Till's there to meet that intensity, but his game is so weighted towards one thing. He's gonna out shit Darren Till. Out shit talk him. Out shit talk him. Ten but might not out grapple ten. him. <laughs> might not out grapple him. Might not out grapple him. Definitely out shit talk him. Would you? What's Paolo Costa doing? He's drinking wine in the hotel room and bench pressing lipstick on somewhere. I don't know. Um, Mate. That'll be an interesting. I, that'll exactly. be an interesting fight. Exactly, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Do you know why that's interesting? Because they're mirror images of one mm. another. Like, and I got so much shit for the Paolo Costa comments, but the fact that he was like, you know, he's he's a bodybuilder. He was a bodybuilder by comparison to Israel Adesanya. That was mm. what I said. Yeah. By comparison, he is. He was. He proved to be. Like his his grasp of the of the the technical abilities in in MMA was. Far inferior How crazy to is Adesanya. That, that number two and the champ can fight each other and be so outmatched. <laughs> like he was completely outmatched, completely wasn't he? Outmatched. But he's what, two spots down from him. Then we saw the same thing with Anderson Silva. Yeah. But like this is something that we were talking about the other day. And, and this is a bit of a, this is a like a nice realisation I've had recently and I've really started to fully understand it. Like when, when you see someone out grapple someone else, even if you don't, if you've never seen it before, it makes sense. Mm. You understand because you can see one person physically manhandling someone else. When it's striking, you could watch Anderson Silva take out Vitor Belfort and thought, oh, that was a good timed kick. Purely because you think that that was the kick he chose to throw in that moment. But, mm. th- but the fact that there was a there was a much greater thing going on behind the curtains of, you know, manipulating him with his eye line and fainting. A game is afoot. Right? Yeah. Like Because you don't see that, it's easy to it's easy to discount the fact that it's not there. Mm. So like when, like Vittori was saying in an interview, he's like, nobody knows more than me. I'm like, you've got to, you've got to then fight Adesanya Adesanya again and keep your Mm. mind open. Because Adesanya would most likely do what Paolo Costa did to him. But Mm. what most likely what he did to Paolo Costa would be to pepper him from the outside like he did the first time. And I think over Mm. five rounds, he probably finds a way through the guard as well. But I mean, you know, Costa and Vittori are very similar in the fact that they're just tough, strong, durable guys yeah. with a good handle on all the skills of MMA, but with the physical attributes to put it into practice. The mm. the the the, oh, the, no, the Jedi good. mind tricks that Adesanya's got is a different level again. Yeah, and you saw that because of what happened with the Whitaker fight. And I'd say Kelvin Gastelum's kind of on there as well. Yeah. And Darren Till a little bit maybe as well. Kelvin Gastelum against Michael Bisping with the little. Pulled him onto the left. It's the same kind of thing. Little traps that are being set, games that are being played. So, this is this is this is more of a question for me. So, do you feel like it is easier to understand the traps and the setups in a grappling sense than it is to understand the traps and the setups in a striking in the striking arts? Because I, I can I see it in I see I can see what people are doing and half the time you sort of know it's about to happen and then it happens mm. and you can't you know you can't do anything about it but there's it seems like it because the the time scales in which they happen are so much slower it's so much smaller in striking do you think do you think it's just it's just a process of learning or do you just think it is harder to pick up those skills in striking than it is to pick up those skills in grappling. I think it's I think it's harder to comprehend it because most people don't comprehend it. Mm. So that so the understanding is not passed down. 
Yeah. It's not okay. like, like it would take someone with an understanding of that to then communicate that to someone that has the ability to understand that. Mm. And I think they're rare. I think, I think those, those individuals are rare and, and then walking into, I'm fortunate because I got to train with Owen Comrie, who was a master striker and Steve Papp, who's also a master striker, mm. but they're different ends of the spectrum of mastery. Like Owen Comrie's out on the outside, very Adesanya, Anderson Silva style, slick, poke you with his long range weapons and keep jabbing you in the stomach and laughing at you in the process and breaking you psychologically and then just setting all kinds of traps around you. So no matter where you went, you were walking onto something. Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got Steve Papp who used pressure and head position and, and you know, just a constant conditioned work rate to, to break people down. It's the opposite ends of the spectrum. So like a black belt in jiu-jitsu is, is a level of mastery. Mm. But there's, you know, you come across a lot of black belts in, in jiu-jitsu. BJ, a black belt is not a, it's not, it's not a mythical thing that, you, you know, only a couple of people in the world have got, like people have got them. Mm. That system can be understood good enough to get the, the highest grade in. Is that the same in, well, I guess it's there's so many... to gauge it in strike. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because there's so many different, you know... There's so many different facets to it, and because you because it's it's not tangible, you can't you can't watch it happening unless you're really paying attention or have the right camera angles. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have a bunch of different camera angles to to look at, and so I can see eye lines shift and things change like that. But it's I don't I don't know. I mean, well, like <laughs> I keep seeping into other breakdowns here, but like you look at the setup that Masvidal used against Ben Askren. Like he used that setup because he knew that there was a tendency for Ben Askren mm-hmm. to shift his head to that side. When I spoke to Ben Askren before he fought Damian Meyer, he still would not, he didn't know that. He'd not comprehended that. Mm-hmm. Probably not comprehended the fact that, that Masvidal would watch him and be able to set him up for that. But then Ben Askren will be able to watch a wrestling match and see things that I won't see. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's having the eyes tuned to see it and then being able to then communicate that to somebody else is yeah. it's just really difficult. And and yeah. I think some like if, like if, say if Marvin East, if if Marvin Vittori walked into Marvin Eastman that's an old school throwback <laughs> if Marvin Vittori walked into Hardy Warled I wouldn't train him the same as I as I would uh, well Darren Till I wouldn't train I wouldn't train him the same it's not the same fighter so they wouldn't have the same they wouldn't need the same lessons yeah like like with Vittori like you 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 go okay well we've got all these physical attributes he's you know he's 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 aggressive he's a push forward fighter he takes a shot well if he needs to let's minimize that if possible you know and and you you accentuate the weapons that he's got and you know if you can't fix the problem of his left hand falling short then you move him a bit further in with his feet mm. it like everything's adaptable it works well for stepe to have a short punch because he uses it at a short range but if they don't have that awareness, like I remember Sean Shirk, old school back in the day, he used to box like he was 6'2", and he was 5'6", and everything used to fall short because someone had trained him really nice on pads, but they'd not taught him how to apply those punches. And then you've got, you've got Vanderlei Silva on the other side of the world fighting in pride, who just looks like a heap of shit on the pads. Mm. It's, it's a scrappy mess, and it's all intensity. But when that intensity transfers over into the fight, he moves his feet with his punches and knocks people out. Mm. And I, like, I think there's little tweaks for these guys, but there's always something that can be tweaked. But, like when it comes to when it comes to Israel Adesanya, it's so difficult to teach that part because I don't think a lot of fighters can 
comprehend it comprehend enough to it. learn it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Well, well played Marvin, you know, mm. I think he sort of did what he had to do, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he got there and, you know, he'll be, he'll be pushed up the rankings a little bit and he'll, We've got yeah. 50 minutes left on this uh, on this memory oh card, so I have to keep an eye on that. But the good thing is that we've not we, we've both been so busy, we've not watched the whole breadth of the uh, the card coming up, have we? Well, there's Before a few <clears throat> there's a few lower down that I, yeah I don't know too much about, other than an incredible nickname. Incredible. If that's not the nickname of a stripper, I don't know what is. <laughs> wow. And what's, come on, what's your line that you said before the podcast well, started? I, I wasted it, really. No, I? no, you can't. I, I, mean, I, I just set you wish up this had come up during our Manscaped episode, you know? See, that, I couldn't there let that go. go. I couldn't let that go. Do you want to say it? Or no, no, you, you know, you nailed it. You nailed it. It was Dakota <laughs> Harry Good Bush. line, Harry. That's terrible, isn't it? That's terrible. Why would you? I don't know. Why would you? I don't know. I don't know a lot about these two. Okay. Apart from an amazing nickname. Yeah. See, Austin Hubbard looked physically great in his last fight, com- you know, in, in comparison. He really looked like he'd made some some leaps forward. Yeah. But he just, he, he was it, like, like Selec, he's slick, isn't he? Yeah. What Very is he? slick. He's like, lost win, lost win, lost win. Yeah. It's just the... Uh, but then look at his losses. Hamos mm-hmm. and Marco Madsen. M- Mark Madsen's a, a monster. Yeah. David, David Hamos is a monster. He's been rushed a little bit with who he's had to... Maybe. Who is oh, well, hold on, maybe. hold on, hold then, on, maybe, how old is he? Oh, hang on. Maybe 29. he came in, uh, maybe he came in, did he come in on short notice? He came in from LFA. So he was headline, oh, okay. He was headline LFA oh, yeah. and he won the lightweight, again, yeah. the vacant lightweight championship. So he came in as the LFA champ. Who, okay. That's, that's why. So he was matched with Hamash pretty, well, pretty early on, but then records are similar. You know, yeah. uh, t- it was 10 and two against nine and two for Hamash. But then, like, Marco Madsen's just a horrible fight for everybody. And Joe Selecki just took his back and, and climbed him like yeah, a spider monkey, yeah. didn't he? And then on the flip side, you've got uh, Dakota Bush. I'm not using his nickname. I can't do it. Eight and two coming in on a two-fight oh, win he's streak. on debut, right? Yeah, debut. Coming from LFA as well. So a similar, yeah. you know, a similar path up. But this guy, again, has got loads of first-round Ray Nicky chokes on his record. What what are they? Four there? Four first-round Ray Nicky chokes? Two minutes, four minutes, 20, 49.205. So you're looking halfway through the round, his danger mm. zone. But then he beat Austin Clem by head kick and uh, punches in his last fight. I watched a little bit of him earlier. Scrap it. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good fight. But I, I like what they've done because they've got Hubbard who's come over from LFA and they've matched him with someone yeah. else coming over from LFA. There's, I wonder if there are any common opponents. I, did. I mean, he's just beat someone called Austin. That's always good, isn't it? <laughs> Austin yeah. Powers next. Get three Austins in a row. There's a special bonus for that. Yeah, we'll see. How, we'll see how they go. Like I said, seen too much of either of them, but Austin Hubbard. I'm making yeah. a pick for you. Go on then, Austin Hubbard. Austin Hubbard. Uh, uh, Anthony Burchak and Tony Gravely. Oh, hang on, we've got we've got a different order here. Okay. Have we? Yeah, that's all right. All right. That's all right. Burchak. So Burchak's second time in the UFC, isn't it? He's kind of floating yeah, he's around. A, he's a had a weird one, hasn't it? Yeah. He's had he's had some some hard fights all the way through though, um, but then at the same time he's he's lost fights that I thought he should have won. Mm. Like Joe Soto's a, a tough individual, stopped him, but then lost to Ent Whistle by heel hook, and I expected him to be able to scramble out of that, mm. especially with him being a ten planet guy. Um, black belt, lo- yeah, black belt. Lost to Almeida, then beat uh, Delano Lopez and was uh, released from the UFC, coming off a split decision win, and then went went and to rising, rising from there. And, and then Kawajiri. Yeah. 
legend. I'd like to fight. It didn't Carl go well, though, did it? It didn't. I mean, didn't three decisions all, yeah. he lost. You know, he's, he's competitive. But, I mean, and Kawajiri's good as well. Like, mm. You know, people will underestimate Kawajiri because of what he, you know, what he did in the UFC. But he was around, he's been around for like 40 years. <laughs> yes, he was in yeah, Pride for, for years, wasn't he? Yeah. I, um, Gravely got subbed by Brett John, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mm. Rennick choke. That might be a little insight to how this might go down. However... Anthony Burchak got subbed by Gustavo Lopez in his last fight by Rene Kachok. Mm. So someone's getting mm. subbed, basically. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd think so. He's also yeah. just lost a, 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 a grappling match by Guillotine as well, Burchak. Fairly recently. Right. End, of, uh, end of January. Against Suraj Bud, Budram. So yeah, you know, he's he's got a couple of losses, a couple of sub-losses on his record, on his, in, on his mind. And he's a 10th planet guy, so you know he's going to want to Get that back. Yeah. Let's go with... It's just um, second time around in the UFC as well. It's pressure. But I, I, I wasn't massively impressed with Gravely, just generally. I mean, I thought you know, I, I thought he looked good against uh, Geraldo de Freitas. He's fighting someone that was much taller and rangier and used his wrestling to his advantage. Maybe his advantage in this one is to use his wrestling to keep it standing because, you know, Brett Johns was still able to take his back. Yeah. I think maybe Berchak takes this. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. All right, put Burchak in. There we go. What's your next fight you've got? So what have, well, what have you got? Well, I've got Jessica Penne against Lupita right, right, we'll Godinez. Go we'll go Is that where you are? Yeah. Are you in a different order? Yeah. So <coughs> Jessica Penne's she's a, a very good grappler. You know, mm. a, she's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. She's struggled with strikers when she can't get them to the floor. And sometimes she starts off fights like she's happy to strike when in actuality her strength is on the ground. Yeah. And and I th- I think I mean Lupita Godinez is coming in undefeated, but she's uh, she she's a bit of a tornado. She is a tornado, isn't she? Mm. And you know she she has got some hands on her. Yeah, she does have some hands. She she's got she's got a nice right hand when she throws it down the pipe, but she also throws it a bit loose and loopy over the top. Loopy, it's a nickname. Loopy Godinez. Yeah, she you know she does throw it a bit loose. I think she she got caught once not not in terms of a knockout but she got caught a couple of times mm. she probably got enough to to light Jessica up wasn't she especially with Jessica coming off three losses and she's been inactive as well I mean her last fight was 2017 she got yeah. a, a suspension didn't she tainted supplement suspension Osterine yeah maybe the older yeah yeah Osterine I think crops up a few times it's a regular offender yep. for a USADA some, isn't it uh, some factories spilling Osterine in yeah. in Whey protein. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my memory of her is getting smashed in the face with that elbow by uh, Joanna, getting backed up and then just blitzed. And then you've got uh, Andrade as well. Mm. And then Daniel Taylor in her last outing was just too, just kind of too busy for her. Too much. I mean, that, yeah, that I might be a very similar kind of fight given the fact Daniel Taylor's really short, you know, in and out of range, light on her toes. Yeah, just Jessica just doesn't fill me with confidence. Whenever I watch her, she just, it just doesn't make me feel like she's going to win. No. Um, so you yeah. got uh, Godinez then? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Is she yeah, Loopy on on debut. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a good name for coming her to get. To, yeah, coming from LFA as well. Mm. But she's. I mean, it, it will be a big step up in competition. If it hits the ground, she's going to be tested be by chore, Jessica yeah. Penne. Uh, but I think, I mean, if she can keep, if she can fight and burst and work in and out of range, 
she can she can make the most of the fact that Jessica Penne is a little bit stationary. You know, she does tend to place her strikes a little bit instead of firing. And that's mm. definitely not the case with uh, Lupe. So which way are you going? Yeah, go. I'm going to hustle Godinez. through these so we don't have to stop and start again. What we got left? 42, 42 minutes. Easy. 42 minutes. Easy. Yeah, lock in Godinez. Okay. What's your next fight on your list? Nunes and Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Zara Dos Santos. Oh, I've got a different name here. Zara Thurn, it says on Tapology. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, six and four against seven and one. Yeah. Did, did you watch any of Josian Nunez? Yeah, Hussian, I did. Josian? Yes, I could Josian only, Nunez. I didn't watch a lot. I watched her on Sicario 4 um, and she basically beat up some housewife who'd it it been at boxer size, I think. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> Is that hey, right? yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but she, you know, she's got some nice combos, some solid knees and she, you know, she landed some nice head kicks. Yeah. Um, Zara, I really know. She's, She's tall. She's tall. She's she coming she down a weight class. Yeah, she, well, she just didn't seem to like when she fought Megan. That was a, that's a good move because she when she especially when she fought Megan, um, she just got out hustled on on the fence mm. massively out hustled, yeah. just like dominated completely. She sort of you know she's long and tall and long, but she was rushing. She just rushed in and then obviously got got caught when it, when it was close. Yeah. She doesn't seem to have any real ground game at all. Like there's there's a few positions she got put in that that she just didn't seem to have any kind of answer no, for. No basics. No nothing. No basics. No bridging. No elbow knee escapes. None of that kind of stuff. No. And and uh, you know I don't know whether that's because she's always been able to kind of boss us boss away out of those positions. But six and four. I mean she's you know she's 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 heading close to 50 50 yeah but she's only losing by decisions outside of the UFC. It's been since she's got to UFC level that it's. I mean, first round stoppages on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. triangle and uh, and ground and pound by Spencer. Um, I mean, Nunez didn't seem like she was going to want to um, grapple from, no. from what I've seen. But but to be fair, I haven't no. seen a lot of it. No. She doesn't seem like she's going to want to go in there and grapple. Maybe that's why they've given it. They've given it to her. I mean, her affiliation on Tapology is Striker's House, right, so that just kind of right. give it away. It sounds like a cool coffee yeah. blend. Um, <laughs> I watched her against uh, Dion Barbosa, and like she, that was a. That was an uphill battle for the first round and a round and a bit, and then she was able to turn it around and just just attacked her relentlessly until the referee stopped it. She's game, yeah, very She's game. definitely game. But she can get drowned on the floor as well, right? Okay. I don't know what her ground game's like by comparison, but I would say she's probably got an advantage just, yeah. you know, just purely from what I've seen of a of a defensive work on the ground. Yeah, Zara just didn't give me any reason to pick her. Really, no. I couldn't. Something I was like that. I don't know what you, I don't know what your plan is here, but it's I hope big, you've got one. Big height advantage as well for yeah. as well. I, I'm, I reckon I'm unsure whether you can win by height though. No, <laughs> no. no. So you're going with uh, yeah, with Nunes, Nunes yeah. Okay, yeah. Is she a relation? She's no relation. No, I don't Amanda. So. No, it's a very common name. Yeah, it's a very common name. Only because when I when I was looking her up earlier, Amanda popped up. Yeah, and then I never clicked. I never went down that thread. That's, she reminds me of. Uh, of, Je- of Jessica Andrade a lot, the way that she attacks, like she's like rah. relentless. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Exhausting, exhausting way to go about it. <laughs> For sure. What's up next on yours? Have you got heavyweights next? Yeah. Yeah. Romanov against yeah. Uh, Espino. Yeah. One loss Love between him. them. Love him. 23 wins. Which one? Romanov. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's fun, man. He's a, <laughs> he's, he's a freaking polar bear sized human throwing yeah. spinning attacks and Lunging front kicks. What's the what's the technical 
a correct technical term for that, that front, lunge front kick. A teep? But no, not a teep. It's off a, like, off a, like, like, um, off a bounce. I'll have to show it to you later. Well, like a, like a, like, it's like, almost like a, a flying side kick. Oh, right. I'll show, I show I it to you. I can't there remember is which a, fight it was in. There is a technical but, term for right, it. Right, there you go. I've just made one up. Maybe it's just, uh, yeah. Double-handed King Kong punches in ground and pound. And, s- and seem to. Who do you fight? He's got his style listed as, uh, as sumo as well, his foundation style. Oh, mate, I was all about him. I, yeah. I, th- I think he's great. So how's he matched up against Espino then? I haven't seen a massive amount of El Guapo, but um, I think he might be in a bit of trouble. I think I think he's just going to be all over him. You reckon, yeah? Yeah, I think so. This this might be Espino taking a beating for the first two and a half or three minutes and then him being able to reverse position and get on top. So I thought... That- well, I can't remember, and I didn't write it down, but the last person Romanov fought, I thought he was going to gas himself out because he just went, he was relentless and he was putting loads of loads of ground and pound in. And I was like, you're going to fall off a cliff here. And he just kept going and going and going. I was, I was really surprised. Yeah, but And a lot of it was just on arms as well. He wasn't getting a lot through. Was, I thought you're just going to burn yourself out here. I'm just looking down his record though, and it's it's like it's hilarious. Like the 50 seconds rear naked choke, 43 mm. seconds choke. You know, first rear naked choke punches, and it's like seconds into fights. He's got three forearm chokes on his record. Yeah. He was trying that. I the just... one I watched this morning as well. He was just grinding. <laughs> but I, I think he's, I think he's, he's fun, man. Yeah, but but fun, but fun past the, past the first round. Yeah, you yeah. reckon? Yeah. And uh, and he's got a couple of he's got a couple of rounds in him. Yeah, okay, well, that's interesting. Has he got a height disadvantage? Jeez, um, uh, uh, Espino is 40. I didn't realise he was 40. Yeah. 10 wins in a row. Coming out of Spain, right? It's yeah, Canary Many fighters coming out of Spain. No, really. not really. Las Palmas, Canary Islands. Yeah. I mean, good on the ground, though. A lot of first-round finishes, a lot of first-round submissions as well. He ain't he ain't subbing this polar bear. You don't think that? No, nah, he's not subbing this polar bear. No way. So you, you've got you've got uh, uh, Romanov by sub, have you? Is that how you're having it? No. No. Rowing off by double fisted. Be careful. Be, be careful. <laughs> double fisted. Double fisted King Kong. <laughs> Latex gloves on. <laughs> King Kong ground and pound. Yeah. Whack. Double yeah. fist. Double yeah. fist KO. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You can't <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> okay. You what you got next? Probably KO though. Cortez against Kitch. Kish. Or have you got uh, Mershart against Fabinski? I've got, yeah, Fabinski and Mershart. Okay, let's talk about that one then. This is a hell of a like re-up psychologically for Gerald. Isn't it? Oh, it is. But Man, he's not he going to get like, starched like he did. No, no, not, no. not by Bartosz. But, but he, but he, will put similar pressure on. Right, he's going to come. He's going to come at him and cut him. Not in the same way, but he's going to, you know, he's going to come at him and and take his space away from him. Yeah, but like Mershart is Mershart has got a lot of fights. But a lot of his fights, he finds himself in very submissive situations. Mm. Like when he fought um, Jack Hermanson, it was just he was just kind of allowing stuff to happen and rolling yeah. through and kind of moving with it. Fabinski's Fabinski's got a very strong judo background, I believe. He's like smashed people up against the fence, drags them to the floor, very imposing top game. My my thought is that Mershart's going to be quite happy to fight off his back and try and set subs up. Because okay. Mershart's good off his back. You know, he's yeah. got good triangle setups, good arm bar attempts. Um, and Fabinski's a bit of a bull in a china shop. Like yeah. once he's in top position, he's like head pressure and driving in. 
I would say he's much stronger in the clinch standing than he is on the ground, if that makes sense. Whereas Mershart's, he's more the jiu-jitsu guy coming mm. into this one. Man, it was like, the way he sort of disintegrated against Hamza was, it was almost In like, seconds. It was like visceral to watch, wasn't it? You could yeah. just feel his like, everything he sort of knew about himself was just disintegrated mm. immediately. It's crazy yeah. to watch that. He was walked down very, very fast though. Like yeah. he was put into a choking point up against the fence where he just didn't have anywhere to go. And it's no. like, okay, pop. Bam. Beautiful. Yeah. D- different kind. I mean, you know, the smart thing to, to do would be to maybe try and keep this one standing and, and use his striking because he, he will be the bigger man here, I think. I mean, what's Fabinski? Six foot, 75 inch reach compared to Mershart. I feel he's taller than that. Although he does kind of stand a bit hunched. Six one seventy seven and a half inch. Mm. So a little bit. But I, I, you know, I think you know, he's beating he's beating Darren he's beating him old Mac because he's you know. very good at controlling people and like mowing mowing them down I I think I think Mershart's going to be too comfortable being taken down and fighting off his back mm. and I think Fabinski might just, just beat him smush him into bit. the canvas yeah. for three rounds tough spot for Gerald man like like we we pretty much know he can't hang with that top 15 mm. You know, I he's going to great. He's going to make a great coach, though. Yeah, he will make a great yeah, coach because right. of all the experience that he's yeah. got, and he has got a lot of knowledge. He just doesn't. He's not forthright with his application. There you go. Mm, nice. Whereas Fabinski's very forthright with his application. Yeah, he's you motherfucker are going down. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a bit susceptible to a sub finish, isn't he? He is. He is a little bit. He is a little bit. But I no. think that's the point of interest of the fight in it. Yeah. Like one. One's got some good subs. And one's a little bit susceptible to a sub finish. And Mershar got to he's got to apply himself, mm. otherwise the fight will just be taken away from him. Mm. Fabinski will will just maul him. Yeah. Okay. Are we on to main cards yet? Uh Cortez and Kish. Oh yeah, of course. What are you saying? I'm Cortez, saying... when I interviewed her in Fight Island, she had she had fake eyelashes and she had gemstones glued in onto her teeth. teeth. Yeah. No, no, like 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 bedazzled right seemed like such an odd especially the fake lashes you'd think that'd be weird during a fight to, oh I've never after fought the fake fi- lashes as in, yeah, in right, the fight yeah, right, yeah, yeah when I interviewed her right after that's weird yeah it was odd I don't, that, that is yeah. odd I might change my pick <laughs> because of the fake yeah, lashes that's not a what about if it was just one eye like Clockwork Orange well that's alright okay. just, for, just for history's sake just for- <laughs> um Justine's tough, isn't she? She's very tough. She's got some good experience. Yeah. I think Cortez just might be a bit much for her all over, really. I think everywhere she's just sort of a bit, you know, she's just yeah. a bit much for her. She's she's a little bit clunky as Justine. Mm. She's... Yeah, just, just not natural. No mm. real flow, no rhythm. No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to go too too well for her. No, coming off that rear naked show at last to Mazo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't written here, I can't really, I just can't really see past Cortez Cortez really. No. She 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 is good. She's she's a smart fighter. She applies her skills well. She's on a roll as well. I mean she's coming off decision wins, mm-hmm. but she has got chokes on her record, you know, Rennick could choke and um a good ground and pound finish as well. I remember watching some of her Invicta fights before Erin Blanchfield, I remember watching that. And she's, you know, she she had to fight a bit in that one. She had mm. to come through a bit of roughness in the first round. So it's not like she can't dig deep. So anything that Kish comes brings in brings to the table as far as heart is concerned, I think she'll get that matched. And I think you're right. I think Cortez is just a bit bit technically better. Yeah. So yeah. you're going with Cortez, are you? Yeah, Cortez. Yeah. Come on, let's get yeah. into the main card then. Olovsky against Chase Sherman. 
Man, you know when someone just looks like their name? Like, don't Chase Sherman just look like... He looks like a chase. He looks like a chase. Yeah, he does. He looks like a chase and he fights like a Sherman tank. Yeah. Man, he's getting better. He he is getting better. He is getting better. He's a little bit ploddy though still. Yeah. And I do wonder whether... He loves fighting. He does. He loves fighting. He does. But you've got to be smart and love fighting if you're fighting Andrei Arlovsky. Or you've got to have wicked knockout power. Because, like, Arlovsky's always underestimated. I mean, he's 30 and 20 is his record now. But then, like, you go back and watch him fight Tanabosa and Philip Lynch. Yeah, I know. Like, you go, oh, oh, Andrei Arlovsky. Yeah. Like, remember that remember that name. Yeah. He's a, he is a bloody legend, isn't he? He is. I mean, obviously, you know, Aspinall ran through him, but that's that's what you would expect from Aspinall at this stage of his career. And I that's think kinda, this is good for Andre. I think it's a good because fight for him. Because I think Chase is going to come at him all guns blazing. Yep. Like a Sherman tank. He does slow down as well. Yeah, and, and he, he could get picked apart. Yeah. But I do think Chase is... I watched his last fight and I watched three or four from from a while ago and he's much improved. Mm. Knees, kicks, elbows. Like he, he just seems to have added a load of stuff to his game. Yeah, you, I could see that. I could see him mauling Andre up against the fence with yeah. elbows and knees. Maybe Andre will take it down. I mean, he's got good submissions. He's got good ankle locks. Like I'd get off to get on one of those Chase Sherman ankle locks and I'll mm. tell you something else as well. Sherman, when he can, wears anklets, tie anklets, How which will make it? the grip easier on ankle locks. Yeah, okay. Mm, there you go. There you go. He's only 31, man, Sherman. He's got yeah, some... Yeah, he doesn't fight like he's 31, does he? Yeah. He fights like one of the old veterans of the division. Well, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's had, a, he's had a few. He has. But he was in bare knuckle. He lost to Jerry Beltran, didn't he? Yeah. I just so, remember some of the wars he's been there. in in yeah. the UFC. You know what I mean? Like he had he had some wars in the UFC. Mm. Who was it? Was it Rashad Coulter? And they yeah it was. They had an absolute slugfest, and Coulter ended up knocking him out. He's very powerful, isn't he? But he's knocking, not. He no, would, sorry, he ended up knocking Coulter out with an he's elbow. Not sh- he's not sharp. You know what I mean? He's got no. loads and loads of mechanical power, but he's not like crisp, is he at all? Not not really, not really. He's he's he's, he's a bit like he's a bit like a big kid. You know what I mean? He's a yeah. bit like a big teenager. He's. Big kid that would knock your head off. Maybe, maybe we're underestimating him. He, he might he might be too much for Andre Olowski at this stage. But I, I I always I'm always a bit I always romanticize Olowski a little bit because of who he is and who he was and and what he's you know what he has been capable of in the past. I think he might get beaten up against the fence. You reckon? Yeah, I do. Is it small? It is the smaller octagon as well. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? it's the apex yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he might get beaten up against the fence, and like like well, you say, that a I'll good be- good. I'll be pulling you know. from emotionally. <laughs> I'll, I'll be hoping he applies that footwork and that nice jab that he's got. And I think if he if he wants to level change and take this to the floor, I think yeah. he might be able to ground Sherman and, and beat him up a little bit there. This one's lightning. Abdul Razak Al Hassan against Jacob Malkoon. Uh, yeah, isn't it? This is this is lightning. I mean, it was unfortunate for for Malkoon coming in against Phil Hawes and getting starched so quickly. Because like his his fights outside of the UFC, I know he's not had had many. His fights outside the UFC, he's he's, he's got some power in his hands, and he, he does. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He he likes to mix it up, but then against Al Hassan, he's got that scary he's got that scary one punch knockout power as well. It, it you know, you've got to yeah, wonder he just, whether he's going to be fretting a little bit coming into this one because of what happened in his last fight. I mean, that's that's just the worst start to it's just your worst start to the promotion, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and Phil, Phil Hawes can do that, can't he? Mm. Like, you know, obviously he has... He's he Whitaker's some... teammate, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Malcolm's Whitaker's teammate. Oh, okay, yeah, right. That's why he's on the right. card with him, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. I, I interrupted you there. Oh, there you go. 1-1. One, one. 
It's a draw. Um, there's not a lot. There's not a lot on him. Like I've not seen that many fights. When I watched it, I watched him fight an Aussie fight card from 2017. I wasn't that impressed. No. That impressed really. I think um, from the outset, I just think Al Hassan's. You know, from here, for the, the historical fights of Al Hassan are much more impressive than than Mal. Um, Malcoon, yeah, mm. um, yeah. I think he, I think he's, yeah, I think he's almost certainly got it. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't find enough stuff watching Malcoon to be like, oh, okay, right, I see what you're gonna yeah. do here. I mean, if if they're standing trade, if if they're standing and trading, I think the smart thing for Al Hassan to do would be to clinch him and, and use his judo background. Mm. And I think if you can get the fight to the floor and beat Malcoon up for a little while there, then. You know it's going to make his life on on the, you know on the feet a lot easier because he does slow down as well, doesn't he, uh, Hassan? Like he does get to that stage where he's like, <sighs> yeah. You know, if he gets to that stage, then it's you know it's it's a coin toss because they both got they both got good hands. But I think I think the, the judo background of Al Hassan could be problematic for Malcoon. Wait, Al Hassan's expect... knocked out Nico Price, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bit of an edge and experience. I think it. I think Al Hassan can can win that. Coming off two losses though. Yeah. It's got to be in his head. It's got to be in his head. <laughs> yeah, a lot of first round finishes though. You know, he, he is a, he is a dangerous person. But then, mm. like, think back to uh, that early fight against um, um, Akhmedov. Uh, it's just you know he just slows down. He can mm. get he can get drowned with pressure. And I don't know what Malcolm's like in the clinch. But I, get, I guarantee that he's been doing a lot of jiu-jitsu because I, cause I know Robert Whittaker's been working on his ground game a lot. So he, you know, he might be fairly slick down there, but I, 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 think, uh, I think you're right. I'm leaning towards yeah, Al Hassan as well. Hassan, yeah. yeah, lock him in. Uh, him in. Ricardo Ramos, Hamos against Bill Aligo. Algio. Like, Hamos Al- is Al- one of those guys. Yeah. I just want him to put it together. Yeah. He's got some really slick... Um, beautifully constructed patterns and, and movements but he's not quite you know he's not quite there yet is he not quite but he's not, not far quite. off I don't I don't really feel he's that far off he's only 25 as well yeah he's only 25 he's, he's got time he's got time and that, that win over Gary Goy was impressive you know Eduardo Gary Goy is like he's mm. like a tough old boy you know he's, at least he looks like it I think he's that old actually but he's, you know, he, he's a tough, durable individual. I think he was un, undefeated going into that one as well. He was. Gary Gore was undefeated and he caught him in Rinnick. He choked in the first round. Um, he fights very nice and relaxed and fluid. Mm. He's not, um, you know, he's not, he's not tense at all. And he got that spinning elbow against uh, Eamon Zahabi as yeah, well. Yeah, that was he horrible, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Eamon's come back from that. He, he, won his, he won his next fight, didn't he? He's a talented fighter. Amy's yeah, I like is. him. Yeah. Which way are you going on this one? Man, I think I think the, the problem with Ricardo is he makes some horrible decisions. He's got some beautiful techniques, but he, he makes some horrible decisions, doesn't yeah. he? Like throwing throwing things a couple of times in a row and then getting caught on the third one. Like using his spinning attacks repeatedly and then people are, you know, Figuring people are sort of reading make, him, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I but I think he's he's probably got enough. Mm. He, I think, you don't know where he, who he fights out of. I don't. I'm not sure. I think. I'm not sure. What's his affiliation? I think oh, 20, Team Alpha Male. He's listed out on oh, top. Oh, is he right? 
Yeah, right. So I mean, well, he's going to be he's going to be well prepared at least. Yeah, and they will have looked at his they will have looked at his opponent and and tried to minimize some of those risks. But yeah. you know, like 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 we're talking about, you know, you do pick up a few losses when you're a, when you're a risk taking fighter, but he's definitely you do also that. manifest some finishes in that process as well. He could create something. So the way the way he sort of is, he could create a lot of excitement around him with two mm. or three wins on the bounce. Yeah, 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 and and you know. That that actually solidifies what I'm thinking. If he's at Team Alpha Male and you know he's in that environment and they got those that, that coaching group around him, I think he's in he's in he's in good hands. Mm. So you're going for uh, Hamas, yeah, are you? yeah, Hamas, yeah. Um, <laughs> this this guy's awesome, uh, Luis Pena, yeah, against Alex Munoz, yeah, six three versus five nine, yeah. Two guys coming off a loss. Uh, Munoz is obviously Nazarat Hakparast, who's, yeah. who's a, a, what a, a debut! Horrible debut, Isn't it? really difficult. Came onto the contender series and fought Nick Newell, uh, which was a, a you know, I mean, he was like fourteen and one. Nick Newell, really talented individual, difficult fighter as well to to deal with. Great wrestling uh, game, really good guillotines. Caught me with a clean guillotine when we were up in uh, when we we're over at Tenth Planet. Nick Newell, <laughs> nice. yeah, real slick. Um, and then went away and picked up a, another another win over a guy called Troy Lamson and Trinity Kings, and then came back to the UFC against Hack Barast. And now he's got Pena. Like he's mm. not getting an easy an easy no, run by any easy. means, and he's not had many fights really. I like his output though. He's got he's got good output, which I can see Pena getting swarmed a little bit by. Yeah, it's just difficult to make Pena wilt though, isn't it? It's difficult to get to him when hurt him with anything yeah. clean. Like the majority of the time when people are when people are beating him, it's because they're nullifying him, shutting him down. I mean, aside from the karma worthy guillotine, which you know I'm sure he's weighing on his mind very mm. heavily, but that's you know guillotines over a guy with a long neck like that and a, yeah. and a big afro that can't be popped out of a of a small guillotine hole very easily. Yeah, I mean, if it, you know if if um, Pena keeps him on the end of his jaw, moves and and frames and cuts him up against the fence you know he can he can do some damage but my my overall sort of feel is that that Munoz is just has a bit will just have a bit more too much hustle for yeah. him um I kind of like Penny though I like almost uh, want him yeah. to almost want him to find f- sort of find who he is f- yeah. find which fighter he is you know solidify that and just d- just do that he yeah. seems to be in a bit of flux like he's sort of working too many things out yeah, I mean, it, it might be it might be him. It might be him like working through some new techniques that his coaches are, are giving him because he does seem to have a little bit. He's not exactly sure, like you said, which direction he's going in the fights. Yeah. Um, but then you know, with, with the pace that Munoz brings, he might not need to be making those decisions. He might just need to be responsive, mm. and that you know that might work into it work to his advantage. I like the fact that you're picking Munoz though. That shows you've done your research. <laughs> Co-main or event. Flip, I flipped the coin in. There. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> on it. Co-main event, Drakkar Close against Jeremy Stevens. This is a mouth-watering. I always think yeah. Drakkar Close has got so many more fights than he's had. Well, he's like, had that many cancelled. It probably bot boxes. Uh... That's true. Like, so he's supposed to fight Jai. Yeah. Got That got cancelled. Yeah. Louis Pena stepped up and then Drakkar's corner tested positive for COVID. Oh, that was it. And you'd feel bad as a cornerman. Would. You? I'd feel so bad yeah. getting that. Oh, after yeah. all of that and your corner it's not even you that test uh, there we go never mind yeah, be gutted explosive times that the times that right hand really nicely doesn't he mm-hmm. but you you can correct me if I'm wrong but finally striking a bit rudimentary compared to the top 
you know, the top boys in that division. Yeah. I, I think this is where it becomes weighted on Jeremy Stevens' side because Drakkar Close is like Jeremy Stevens a few years ago. When Jeremy Stevens came into the UFC and he was like, it's like let's let's go, you know what I mean? And everything was like every every time he stepped into range, it was about it was about unloading as much as possible. There was a lot of emotion coming through, which as he's as he's developed into his game and matured, he started to manage that much mm. better. And now obviously you can't you know, fight that forever. Can you, you can't. No, you it's can't. Exhausting, especially when you know, like Jeremy Stevens trains alongside um, uh, Dom Cruz, doesn't he? So he's you know you can imagine. Like, I remember the the influence that Dom Cruz had on Ross when he was there as mm. well. I think that there's been a lot of positivity gained by being in that gym with those guys, but specifically watching other fighters and how they create success in the octagon. Yeah, because he's a bit of a Mike Perry. Like he, like yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good, a good comparison. Like Mike Perry is in a Jeremy Stevens kind of situation. Maybe even Mike Perry would do well to go over to Alliance. Mm. They need like all the physical attributes, the raw aggression. The, the the desire to throw heavy hands, it just needs to be managed and channeled a bit, mm. which is exactly what he's got at Alliance, and I think yeah. I think that understanding of how to apply what he's got instead of just trying to apply it best he can, I I, I think that's that's the difference in this fight for me with the fact just that just streamline a bit, and, yeah, yeah, like he, he'll think calf kick when Drakkar close, he'll think I'm gonna try and take your head off, mm. and that calf kick, calf kick, and then he then he puts the rest of his yeah, game together then the head's there to be took off mm. it's weird they're only a year apart but they're <coughs> so vastly different in terms in terms of experience you Ridiculous. can't believe they're a year apart can no. you no I won't be able to I, like, but that's, that's what I said like when I think of Drakkar Close I always imagine him to have had more fights than he has but I thought this was young buck versus old buck like Pat changing the guard thing until, yeah. I, until I looked into it yeah I mean the, the thing is when he when he's 28 and 18 for for Jeremy Stevens. It's a bit like, it's a bit like, how did you manage this camp? Like, are you battle hardened or are you battle fatigued? That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Like, we talk, we've talked about this a lot and we, you talk about it in team sports as well in terms of pre-seasons. It's like, I can get you to the, the game fresh, but we won't have done enough work. I can beast you, but you're not going to be fresh enough to, to, to play and compete at the right level. And the same thing in camp, right, is mm. you're constantly you've constantly got that balance of knowing you need to do X amount of work. But if I, if I degrade your freshness too much and you can't come back up, then you're going to perform down here mm. when we, you know, we could drop this a little bit and then you're going to perform at your best. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's yeah, basically my job in a, in a 30 second, <laughs> in 30 second audio. At least we know what you're doing. Eh? But yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, but that's it. That's like, I think, point. I think if they, you know, but then you how think that's so point. much experience. He's exactly. been there. He's seen all of the pictures he needs to see. How much do you need to do? Exactly, and, and that's and that would be my thought. Would be he's, he's found that stage. He's, he's got to that stage mm. already in his career now. Like he, he's turned that corner where he understands how to put himself through a training camp and not take too much out of the tank. I, I mean, at this streak that he's on is 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 very unfortunate. But I still feel like he's having good performances in these fights. Um. I mean, you know, he's, he lost to Calvin Case. That was a beautifully timed elbow. He just walked onto that. Like he's losing to Aldo, body yeah. punch to Aldo, and you know, and the the whole thing with the eye poke against Rodriguez was Aldo can throw a body punch. Can he? Hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a yeah. good. It's a it's a really big opportunity for Drakkar Close, who has the possibility of adding a name like Jeremy Stevens to his record, who's maybe not the Jeremy Stevens he was of. 
to it will still say ago. Jeremy Stevens it will still on the record. Say Jeremy yeah. Stevens. Yeah. And it will still probably be a war and Drakkar Close might have the intensity and and probably got a bit more pop. Yeah. Probably got a bit more pop. Maybe than, especially than at, these days. at the minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stevens throws from from right back behind him. Mm. I I, th- I think it's a bomb burner. I think that's why they put it in co-main event. Mm. Absolutely. Which way are you going? Um, shit. <gasps> um, I think I want to go Jeremy Stevens. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How long we got? A little while, not too okay. long. We're good, though. Yeah, so what do you think? I actually think Jeremy Stevens might be able to manage this fight and he mm. might be able to catch Drakkar Close being a little overzealous. I've not, not been blown not away by Close, right? Yeah. I've not been like, watch out. I, I don't necessarily see Jeremy Stevens hurting him to stop him with strikes, but I could see him hurting him and clamping onto a neck, a guillotine mm. or something like that. But, I mean, Drakkar Close is in- incredibly difficult to, to stop, aside from that... Uh, that most recent one, he is he is a, a very tough individual. He takes a shot very well. He's very, mm. he's braced to take a shot very well a lot of the time. But I do think if Jeremy Stevens is able to catch him and make him a bit vulnerable, might be able to jump. Doing all right against um, Dariush, you know, yeah. then, until he got caught, like he was landing. Mm. But that's that's what I mean. He does get a bit overzealous and a yeah. bit excitable, which Jeremy Stevens used to, and you might be able to see that quality mm. in him. Yeah. I'm 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 leaning slightly towards Jeremy Stevens, yeah. but I, I expect that to be a be one of the fights of the night for sure. This is the fight of the night. This is the fight of the night. Man, I love both of these. Love them. I'm, I've met Rob a couple of times. I did a, I can't even remember what year it was. We did a I did a guest coaching spot on Tough Australia versus UK, mm. and he was around there. We took a load. Of, we took some of the Queensland Reds boys down and. Was funny, so it was like obviously the UK versus Australia, but I was at the red, so brought all the Australian boys down and hang out and hung out with the with the UK <laughs> team and all the Australian uh, tough team. We're like, what? What's going on? We're like, yeah, that's the way it is. We're taking over. <laughs> um, met him a couple of times there. Seen him in and around Brisbane. Just the nicest dude in yeah. the world, isn't he? Yeah. And I just have the utmost respect for him as a martial artist. Yeah. Like for real. Mm crazy like stepping in there with Yol the way he did a couple of times utmost utmost respect yeah good um, dude had a really interesting conversation with him before the Darren Till fight because he'd been out for a little while after the Adesanya fight and that whole you know not sure whether he wants to do it anymore mm. and not loving it anymore and it, you know similar to what you were talking about with Jeremy Stevens like leaving it in the gym yeah and, I, and he felt yeah. that like he like he would train every day yeah, and and he would just like every day was right. I'm, like today's like we're gonna push, we're gonna push and again. I, yeah, <laughs> pushing yeah. again, are we? Yeah, and and I think I mean the thing is because he was so well conditioned and young enough to do it, uh, he was doing it. And I think it got to the stage where, especially against Joel Romero, when he you know the wear and tear that he picked up in those fights was then starting to play into his training camps. Mm. And I, and I, you know that's got to be discouraging, especially when you're rehabbing and then you're rehabbing again. And, yeah. He's a, it's a and, under, then you've got, and you've got Adesanya on the rise and everyone's yeah. celebrating him like the next best thing and you're the champ. And psychologically, yeah, yeah, that, that was, must have that been That was a, a really weird period, wasn't it? Really weird. Yeah. I did, And I did feel for him coming in for that one because it was almost like Adesanya was defending his belt against Whitaker yeah. and not the other way around. I mean, I know he was the interim champ, but it's not, not the same thing, is it? It's like, it was like, yeah. And that was tight. I mean, like, I know, you know, I know, yeah. how that, I know that finish, but that's a good fight. That's a great a fight. fight. 
He just, you know, what I think, I think what what backfired for him was the fact that he'd come off two fights with Romero, who's like he does all the sprinting forward, opposite in it, just, opposite yeah. kind of fight. It Could was almost like he worse. became, yeah, yeah. It, it was like he became. He became your Romero against Adesanya yeah. and was charging forward and being reckless. And it was he, he acknowledges it was it wasn't a good performance from him. And you know he took some time out. He got into video gaming quite heavily, from what I understand as well. <laughs> and uh, just enjoyed himself. Just enjoyed his his life. He was talking about a sand dune run that he was doing, and that was the point where he was like, "No, nah, not not anymore. No. I'm having a, I'm having a break." I think he lives on the Gold Coast. I've seen him on the Gold Coast a couple of times. I'm not sure whether, whether, mm. if that's where he lives or not. But um, yeah, I yeah, love, love him. I mean, mate, for the number eighth ranked fighter with two wins and three losses in the last five to mm. get a shot at the number one contender is... It's I fortunate. Suppose, yeah, <laughs> fortunate or a testament to KG. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. not sure which, but, um, you know, we, we've spoke about it before on, on the podcast. Kelvin is just... He's a bit. He's just the enigma, isn't he? He's just. You just know he's he's a good dude. He fights hard. He's tough. He's clearly skilled. Mm. He's got that. Um, he's got that X factor timing that seems to disrupt people's flow and and rhythm. And um, yeah, he kind he kind of hangs back a little bit on his rear leg. Yeah, kind of sits kind of, down, so it looks a bit casual. And then he's waiting with counter punches yeah. as he come in. I, I think. Uh, I, I think. We might see some grappling in this fight. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. at least I think one of these guys is coming in with a grappling heavy game plan. That wouldn't surprise me if it's Whitaker, you know. Right. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me. I think Whitaker's going to feel like he can handle the stand up of of Gastelum, and there'll be opportunities, especially to land his kicks. Mm. You now he's he's going to be utilizing his kicks quite a bit in this fight, but I also think he might. He's going to feel like he's the bigger, better conditioned fighter, mm. and he's going to try and use that yeah, against he could Gastelum. Battering with leg kicks, couldn't he? Good. It's because yeah. he's so flat-footed, Gastelum yeah. is. You know, smash that lead leg up a little bit. He doesn't even pretend he's down. not flat-footed, does he? He's just like, <laughs> no, he's yeah, just... I am. What? What? Yeah. What? They're both tough as old boots as well. This could be like, this could be one for the ages. Yeah. And Rob puts on big, you know, they both put on big fights, don't they? Mm. You know, if you, they're it's, both going to feature in a top top 50 fights. It's flying under the radar as well, isn't it? Given the fact that next weekend is such a such a big one. Next weekend's crazy now. Yeah, can't wait for that. What have you thought to to Whitaker since the Adesanya fight, uh, like like against Tilland and Cannoneer? I mean, the Cannoneer performance was was a far clearer one. Darren Tilly got hurt in the first round, but then kind of started to well rally. He, he ran away, ran away with it after that point. But but see that that for me was more down to him taking the initiative and turning it on Darren Till and Darren Till not being a high volume fighter anyway. Mm. And Jared Cannonier, um, he, he just couldn't keep up with him. But I think Gastelum's got the ability to read that striking and, and that footwork of Whitaker. Like because Gastelum's a good counter puncher, and Whitaker does sometimes, well, he he travels forward with his face when he's throwing his hook. Yeah, and it's a uh, like That's... I remember the I remember the, you know the knockout against uh, Brad Tavares. He threw a front kick, landed, and then looped, and it's like he doesn't turn his body. He keeps his keeps his head square and his shoulders quite square, and he turns the punch over and mm. just catches people on the chin. And I think Gastelum might be looking at slipping off the center line and countering him down the pipe because that's where Gastelum's good. Is he's got that kind of lazy like slip and counter boxing mm. style. So you know if if he's patient and he hangs back, 
if you patiently hangs yeah, back like, he'll get his lead leg eaten up though so yeah mm. like I've, I've, I thought Rob is too sharp but he sort of is too sharp he's sort of too sharp in some ways but then Kelvin is sharp in in the in the counter striking so he might you know he might just he just might pick him a couple of times and then yeah. that's all he needs really and they, I mean they've both got short reaches I mean Gastelum according to UFC stats he's 5'9 with a 71 inch reach and Whitaker's six foot with a seventy-three inch reach. I mean, they're, they're both fairly short reaches. Yeah, but but I do feel like Gastelum makes the most of his. I do feel like he's very good at utilizing the full extent of his reach. I mean, he, you know, I mean, we talked about Vittori on the opposite end of the spectrum. He he kind of underthrows his left, mm. whereas Gastelum almost overthrows it a yeah. little bit. That punch he caught caught Bisping with was just it was a perfect setup, really nice. And and I wonder whether that. That like little sideways movements would be problematic for Whitaker if he's if Whitaker's the one taking the initiative and attacking. Mm. Gastelum might. Wow. I'm excited for it. Which wow, way you where go? Where do you go? Which Probably you go? Rob. Yeah. Probably you know Rob. Gastelum's got a higher takedown average than Whitaker, but Whitaker's takedown offense is eighty four percent, and I think the UFC the UFC record is ninety five, so he's right up there. Average is about sixty, I think. He's bloody good. He's he's good, isn't he? He is great. He's, he's very great. good. Yeah, I want to go probably Rob. Oh yeah, Whitaker. Looking forward to it. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. Cool, right? Nice. Not I'll get the, the bag. I'll get this turned off then before we run out of memory. Yeah, before we go, xbrain.co.uk. Drop in full reptile at the checkout, and you'll get ten percent. Yeah, yoga frog and yoga frog and yoga frog and a little tiny mini. Uh, uh, Full reptile cup. I move that through here so people can appreciate it. Espresso. Little espresso cup. Espresso. Or or a mug for small people. Yeah. Because you know we've sent Either. out we've sent a couple out to kids. I've got a little photo of yeah. uh, of, of Lowe's and Beto's little girl. Oh, and Beto's little girl, and they're all sitting there drinking their mugs, and she's got a little tiny one. Oh, so it. we wick them. Love so, it. Perfect. Tin mugs for kids. There you go. Cool. All right. Easy. Nice, nice. one. Nice. Thanks for watching Outlaw Picks podcast. Catch you next time. See you next time. <laughs>